Looking for exciting video content live and on demand? Visit www.voiceamerica.tv for exclusive content you just can't find anywhere else. That's voiceamerica.tv. Tune in now. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. All right, it's that time. Time to respect my game. That's right, my game is, of course, here on Voice America Sports. You know, it's the rail sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters, and it does. Because it's a beautiful day in the valley, always. What, what was that? It's a plane? Man, I can see planes landing over the mountains from the studios right here in Arizona. Come on out and join me. One day, come on, just show up on a Tuesday. I'm live at 1 o'clock, and I will certainly love to have you spend some time with me. Shout out. Shout out. It's shout out time. Shout out to uh, Tom Kennedy, uh, who, uh, of course, is a gentleman that I met down at the Super Bowl. You meet people at the Super Bowl that sometimes you never run into in life again, but then sometimes uh, you get a chance to, to meet some very nice people. You get a chance to speak with them again. Um, uh, people from all over the world. And it was, it was a special Super Bowl for me. Got a chance to meet some nice people. And as I said, I want to shout out to Tom. And um, I better get moving along with the show. Uh, the games last night, very good basketball games. Very, very good basketball games. You know, I was a little bit concerned with the exception of the NC2A championship game. Okay, we, we, we all know that Butler kind of, you know, let us down. But with the exception of that, the majority of the NC2A tournament was a very good tournament. And I was concerned, you know, if the NBA could, could live up to what had just happened and, the, and the, the emotional high that everybody was riding on from those college basketball games. I mean, I like the one and done. I, I really like the one and done. And let's thank God that it's not one and done in the NBA because I think the Lakers would be done by now, if I'm not mistaken. You know, shout out. The boom, boom out there in L.A. listening to me. Uh, big L.A. fan. But, uh, you know, the games last night, well, they were some very, very good basketball games. And, and you have to think that, you know, the parity of which the league is looking for, it's accomplishing. You know, the young ball players in the league, a veteran ball player is priceless in any sport. There's no doubt about it. But sometimes young players just come into the league with, with such promise and such potential, and then after getting a few, maybe a season under their belt, then, then you see why uh, they were taken as high in the draft as they were. And, of course, if I'm talking like that, i got to be talking about none other 
than the Chicago Bulls, Mr. Rose. Put on a, just, just put on a show. Just really, really, really put on a show. And, and you know, the money that he gets, he, he showed he deserved it. And that, that could lead me into some place else, but I'm not going to go because, you know, he just came out, he spent one year in college, and maybe he didn't even need to go to college, not to play basketball. But anyway, um, my 76ers, yeah, I'm going to call them my 76 after, after spending 25 years in Philly, uh, you know, and, you know, quite a few of those years of 6-5, I forget, with the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, you know, getting a chance to watch the Sixers win an NBA championship. They got a young team there, and, and Doug is doing a damn good job with that basketball team. But one superstar is not going to get it done. See, that's why I'm, I'm really not mad at the team that they're playing against. You know, LeBron, Dwayne Wade, you know, you, know you, you need, I don't care what sport it is unless it's one person that's participating, maybe track, you know, and even there, it's a team sport. So the, the team is competing against another team, unless it's the Olympics, you know, and your individuals. Still, it's America's, we're, we're, you know, so most of these sports are team sports. So you got to have somebody else other than one person. And the Sixers, you know, we're not just going to be able to do it with one person. So just like Allen Iverson, just like Charles Barkley, you know, the only person that got the help they needed was Doc. Doc got Moses. Doc got Mo Cheeks. Doc had Andrew Tony. Doc had Bobby Jones. Uh, you know, and he got him a championship. But the Sixers up against Miami Heat, we're mad at LeBron for what he did. But, you know, Michael had Scotty. We, we all know that. We know that, that Michael had, it was Michael and company. And so, as I look at that Miami Heat team, and I look at the way the Sixers, you know, gave them a challenge in that first game, they sent a message the second game. They, they truly sent a message the second game. And so I commend them for doing what the, everybody thought they should do in terms of the way they should have handled the Philadelphia 76ers. And they should have beat them very convincingly, not just the second game, but the first game. But perhaps maybe, as the Lakers have been known to do, they kind of coast because they know they can turn it on. Maybe the Heat was coasting. I'm throwing a question out there right now, but I'm going to get back to that question because I'm, I'm going to throw that question at you a little bit. No, I'm going to throw it out there now. One game does not make a difference. I understand that. But are you starting to see a little bit of perhaps maybe what this Miami Heat team can be? Because right now, I don't see anybody else in the playoffs at this time that is clicking the way Miami's clicking right now. I mean, they're playing the, the, the three guys that they're counting on. You know, I think they're starting to click a little bit. So just remember, they may be clicking at the right time. I guess the team that scares you, though, the Thunder's got to scare anybody. Uh, you know, they, they just, there's just something about that team that it just makes me think that they're going to win a championship. I don't know when. Could it be this year? It could be. It could be. But but I I, I want George Carl. I just want to commend him for first of all just for the fight that the man has displayed for his life. This man has beaten cancer a couple different times, and 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 he looks so fragile, and he coaches so hard. I mean, I'm afraid that he's coaching. He, 
and I, I say this respectfully, so he may coach himself to death. He is coaching hard out there. And I'm thinking he needs to conserve, conserve some of his energy just for life. He looks that fragile many times. Uh, but he's a damn good coach. From what I hear, you know, the man's got an ego the size of, of, of the basketball court. Uh, but his team is at least uh, putting on a decent display of competition against the Thunder with their, their superstar Carmelo Anthony gone. And uh, we know Melo's, you know, in New York, got them in the playoffs. God knows the last time the Knicks have been in the playoffs. It's not just Melo. Shout out to, you know, Amari who did his thing. Uh, but certainly the Nuggets, I, I, I just, listen, I'm, I'm just happy you're in the playoffs. I'm happy that it, it's a very competitive game when you're playing. You have a chance to win. You're in the game, you know, until the very end. And, and you, may, you may steal a game or, or two. But um, certainly, you know, the Nuggets deserve some credit for what they've been able to do. Everybody thought they, the team would just fall apart after Carmelo, uh, of course, went to New York. But the truth of the matter is they became a better basketball team. Are they a better basketball team without Carmelo Anthony? No, I'm not going to say they're better. Let's say win-loss record. No, they're not a better basketball team without Carmelo. He's one of the you know, top five players in the league. So he's, they're not a better team without him. But they play better. Let's say that. The guys on the team play better because everybody's not sitting around and waiting for Carmelo to make the play. Everybody's contributing and everybody feels they have a chance to contribute. When Carmelo's in the game and it's, you know, who's going to take the last You already know who's going to take the last shot. You know, when, when they're down and, and they're down by 10, you know, how do we expect to get these 10? How do we make these 10 points up through through Carmelo? The ball's going to go through Carmelo. Now the ball's going through the team. And and for that, everybody's involved, and you never know who might make the big shot. Of course, Big Shot Billups has gone, you know, with the Melo to New York, too. So it, it's not Chauncey, but uh, Nuggets are doing pretty good. You know, the Pacers. Now, you can say what you want to say about the Pacers, but – I, again, the Pacers is a team that, uh, not this year, not this year. It's not going to happen. But, you know, they may steal a game, maybe a game or two with, with, the, with the Bulls, against the Bulls. It, it's, they're certainly very competitive games. You get your money's worth. You might as well buy a ticket. If, if you're interested in, in buying a ticket and you want to see a good basketball game, if you're in Chicago or you're in Indianapolis, get a ticket. Because, I mean, they, they, I, it's been a long time. Since I've seen guys dive, first of all, run to the corner, balls chased out of bounds, knock it back in, run to, up under the bucket, dive for the ball. I mean, last night, you talk about people earning their money. There's many times, you know, there's many times when we're watching basketball games, and these statistics come out of nowhere. But you'll see statistics where we'll say guys who are making $2.3 million played last night probably, uh, you know, 12 minutes and, 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 and maybe made uh, one foul shot, got two rebounds. So the rebounds were worth about, you know, mm, $200,000. And, and, and the one, you know, foul shot was made about worth about $300,000 the way they break those statistics down. I, I don't know that, but I can tell you that in this game last night, particularly the Pacers and the Bulls, I, I, I just thought that, you know, the Pacers 
did an outstanding job of trying to be competitive. They could have won the game. And, and I want to know, and, and somebody's got to help me on this. I, I got to do a little checking online to find out. But just before halftime, one of the players go for a ball, go for a layup, and, 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 and the layup is blocked by Rose. And the young man comes down on his ankle and twists his ankle on a cameraman. Now, I, I, I just thought that, you know, after Dennis Rodman years ago, had his little incident with the cameraman and then ended up kicking the cameraman. I, I thought for sure that the NBA would do something to make sure that those cameramen would be nowhere near the players. You know, you, you got a guy who twists his ankle. You got Kobe Bryant who comes out, you know, gets hit in the head because you got fans on the side of the court. Now, I understand fans want to get engaged. They want to the feel of being on the court. And I understand those are some very high-priced tickets. But at some point in time, we got to understop and think, you know, when are we going to com- – are we compromising the players and their safety? I've seen NFL players running the cameramen sometimes, and, and it's like it's a good thing they have equipment on because th- those cameras are pretty, you know, pretty sturdy and pretty strong, and they could cause injury. Now, I, I think for the sake of trying to get that shot, you know, trying to get that sound bite, I think we're compromising the safety of the players. Now, suppose, you know, it could have been that if, if, if the young man was still in the game, and I, I'm, my nose, I'm sorry, but if the young man was still in the game, it could be that the Pacers could have won that game last night. 888-346-9144. Somebody called me. I've been hitting my head too many damn times. And let me know what the young man's name was because I was mad as hell because I'm sitting there and I'm thinking Indiana's coming back. They look good. As a matter of fact, you know, uh, Chicago came back and cut the lead to about three or five, you know, just before halftime. My man wasn't in there to keep the ball rolling. And some, that's just somebody's got to stop and think about that. Is it that important that we got to have cameramen all up on the court to the point where we're compromising our athlete's safety? To, for what? I mean, we got technology so much. I mean, you could be, you could be, you could be on the moon and get a, uh, you know, a close up of somebody on Earth. Why the hell do the cameramen need to be on the court? I want somebody to call in and answer that question for me. Email me ray dot ellis at voiceamerica dot com. That's bothering me. That, that that could that could be the swing in the tournament. Oh, you don't believe me? You don't think Indiana has a chance? Well, I don't either. But just in case. We got to have something we can blame it on. I hear some music in the background. That means I got to take a break. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters, and I'll be right back after this break. I need you to hurry up, man, because I can't wait much longer. I know I got to be right now. Your internet flagship station for sports. Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to beat. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. 
spies are especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Welcome to Inside the Trenches, everyone, the interactive show that is sweeping across the nation here on Voice America Sports, simply with your host, 12-year pro football veteran, yes, of course, the voice of America, R. Cal Trula. We're bringing it to you. The day starts at noon, and so does Inside the Trenches. 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, bringing you the ins and outs, letting you know what's going on in and around sports and also in and around your neck of the woods. So if you want to be on the show and you want to be a part of the show, simply go to InsideTheTrenches.com and let's make this this thing happen for you, the interactive show that is sweeping across the nation, inside the trenches, your show. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Okay, you listen to Rail of Sports of the Voice of America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like a badass. I'm sorry. You know, when you come back from that second break, for me, you know, sometimes I get caught up in that little beat right there. So I apologize. Sometimes it's a little bit longer than it should be. But, you know, I got to get my rhythm on so I can get back into the groove so I can go ahead and finish where I left off at. And where I left off at is somebody, somebody please tell the NBA that it's more important for the players to be healthy than for those reporters to be down on the field, you know, in a position whereas they're, you know, roughing up the players because the players are uh, falling into their equipment or, or, or twisting their ankles, you know, something. And, you know, it's hard enough to stop Derrick Rose. You know, you, you, can't, you, you can't, you know, have people that we need on the court to try to stop him in the locker room, you know, trying to get some kind of treatment. And it's amazing to me that the young man just didn't come back because we know what they do in those locker rooms. He probably scared of needles. Yeah, you did hear the rumor. Am I correct? That it's, it's, a, it's a rumor, but it's not a rumor. You know, that there's some people, you know, who perhaps maybe don't take certain drugs because they're scared of needles. Well, that ain't a rumor. I'm scared of needles. So if they got to shoot me up with some cortisone or something like that to get me back on, whew, and the size of the needles, no, man, it's like, yeah, right. You think me, not me. You're not shooting me up to get me. Now, if you, if I perhaps maybe had to take, you know, a pill or two to get me back up on it, it's going to work like some spinach. Well, I don't know what it's going to work like. Some magical thing. I might consider that, but no, nah, I wasn't doing that. Now, listen, I'm, I'm going to go into something that I'm just, I'm just throwing out there because I don't know enough about it to really discuss it or to have an opinion about the game. But I have an opinion about what I believe is, um, I don't know if it's a rule, uh, but, but I'm going to say it's a rule uh, in hockey. Now, you hear all these things that are going on, particularly in the sport of which I played, is football, pro football. We're concerned about concussions. 
Now, people don't only get concussions in football. They, of course, get concussions in all sports. And as a result of the, you know, receiving a concussion, there are certain measures that they take. And I always bragged about the fact that most sports other than football, when I played, you know, I don't think it seemed like that long ago, but, you know, more recently in football, you get a concussion. Okay, you're done. Certainly for that game, perhaps maybe for the following week and maybe even a length of time. But if I'm not mistaken, I know I was listening and I was watching ESPN the other night. And I believe I heard as, of course, they were the analysts were going over the game and giving you a summary from their perspective of what happened. There was a person that, you know, got a pretty tough blow to the head, received it. Of course, he wasn't expecting it. And uh, but you got to keep your head on the swivel at all times. Your head must be on a swivel, whatever sport you play. Peripheral vision, extremely important to your health. You got to be able to duck reactions. Man, you got split second. You got to be able to move your body one way or the other. Else you can be, you know, knocked out. Well, that happened in a hockey game. Now, I believe I heard them say that a person that got hit, that had a concussion, had to go and sit in whatever the hell they call their boxes, their different boxes, for 15 minutes because he had received a concussion. Now, come on. Can somebody please help me? Okay, I remember back in the day, the fingers, you know, you know, the conversation, what's your name, where you're from, you know, how many sisters and brothers you got, you know, where's your mom and dad from, you know, uh, where are we at this moment, right now, where are we at? Um, now, you're telling me 15 minutes to get the cobwebs out and you can go back in? You, the reason why it's 15 minutes because supposedly you've been diagnosed with having a concussion and they've got this box where they set you in this area where they set you in and for 15 minutes you sit there and then in 15 minutes you're okay to come back. Are you kidding me? For real? Is that okay? I could be wrong. I don't know a damn thing about hockey, but I'm but I'm I'm a fan. I'll catch a couple minutes of it. I watch them skate around the rink. You know, I watch them cats on them. You know, on them ice skates doing their thing, stopping on a dime, make you break your ankle, pull the puck back, spin around. Oh man, they, yeah, they they work magic. Arti- very artistic on them skates, but and the violence of the. I like that. I like that. Come on, the physicality. Come on, yeah, bring it, bring it. I need to have my head on the swivel if I'm not looking. Yeah, you know that. Listen, first of all, that's the art of hitting. It's when and how, when and how you hit somebody is the art of the results that everybody likes. That's that's it's it's, it's artistic. You got to see it in your mind. You got to think about it, and then you got to make it happen at the right time in the right place, and boom, and he's out. Now, but he's out. For 15 minutes and he gets to come back. It's almost like, okay, oh, all right, shit. Who, who was it? So, do y'all see who, who did it? Tell me who, who it was him. Okay, cool. Because I didn't see it. I, boom. Knock me out. I don't even remember who did it. But you tell me who did it. You give me 15 minutes to get myself together. Then you know I'm going to go back in there because I'm already out of my mind. And I'm going after him. I'm just, you know, I'm trying to add a little humor to it. But what I am trying to bring some attention to is hockey please. Come on. Come on, please, play hockey players. Come on, step up.
you got to say something. That's not right. You got to protect yourself as well as your fellow players and those who are about to play this game after you leave it. You got to leave it better than you found it. That's shout out to Coach Lovett. Leave it better than you found it. You cannot continue to play a game of which they put your life on the line by telling you that if you get knocked out, all you have to do is go over to this box till you recover for 15 minutes and we're going to put you back in. Now, perhaps maybe I heard the wrong thing. But if, I, if, I, if that's the rule, we need to get rid of that damn rule. If that's the rule in hockey, we need to get rid of it. Because I'm saying all athletes as a whole – we, we got to come together and we got to make sure that it's, it's time that we all stop and look at our lives and look at our lives ahead. And you can look at your life ahead by looking at somebody who has 10, 20, 30 years on you and look at the condition of which they are living in. And how did that happen? I had a conversation with a young man yesterday and we were having a conversation about Earl Campbell and Earl Campbell. He, we believe that Earl, of course, once his career was over, he, he was in the meat business. He, I believe he had some Earl Campbell sausages. Now, Earl Campbell. Now, I think the last time I saw him, let's say he was wheelchair assisted if he wasn't wheelchair bound. You can't tell me that the injuries of which Earl Campbell is suffering from now happened as a result of him working in his sausage business. I'm sorry, I don't believe that. So what I'm saying to those is you can look at those before you who did what you like to do and see the condition of their bodies now and see what you can do now to make sure that when it's your chance or somebody else's chance that you reach that age, that you're not in that condition by changing the rules and making the games a little different and a little safer. I'm so I'm just one of those guys that I just I don't like seeing people. You know, shout out to Arkal Trula. I think he had a young man on the show the other day and they were talking a little bit about people who perhaps maybe uh, didn't have the same abilities as others in terms of their gross motor skills. So they couldn't perform athletically as perhaps maybe a Michael Jordan or Scottie Pippen, or Allen Iverson, or Randall Cunningham, or Tom Brady, or, you, you know, Dick Buckus. You know, they, their bodies just weren't capable of doing those things. Uh, so my daughter participated in something called the Special Olympics. You know, when you look at people like that, you realize how truly blessed you really are. But they're happy just to participate and play the game at whatever degree of 100% it is, Let's say they can't play a professional is 100 percent. They may play at a fraction of a percent because they just their gross motor skills. Just they, they can't do that. But they get the same enjoyment out of playing the game that that those people who play the game and get paid to. That, that's really how special they, they love it. So I'm not saying at the Special Olympics, you know, to that degree. But I'm saying, listen, you've got this talent and ability to play the game and you can play it and you don't have to be as physical and you don't have to hurt your bodies as much. But you, you got a chance to enjoy the game like those people before you and you can play it to that level. You're that, that talented. You can play it better than they played it. You could be. Can you be better than Barry Sanders? Think about it. Maybe you can try. But you have, the, you know, you have the ability to do that. Okay, so we don't want that person to be getting concussions all the time anymore and be left to the point where, you know, he's not able to put them all together. You know, he's not able to put everything together. We, we don't want that. We don't want that player to be compromised. So we want to make the game a little safer, just a little safer. I don't want to see 
a back like Earl. Yeah, I love when Earl Campbell, when Jack Tatum hit him on the goal line. Mm. Yes, I love that. I still want to see some of that because I think that was an okay hit because I think Jack hit him like punching like in the chest with his helmet. But I don't want the helmet to helmet stuff anymore. You know, I don't know what is causing Earl's body to, to you know, to decay slowly like it is. But I know it has a lot to do with the punishment that he took and that he dished out as well. But I don't want to see my heroes in wheelchairs as a result of the game that they played. I don't, I don't want to do that. I don't want to see that. And I don't know what it is because, see, I'm born and raised in Canton, Ohio, and I, see, I get a chance to see a lot of them come through there because they go in, they're inducted into the Hall of Fame. And, and, I, and I saw them, you know, before they were inducted, and I saw them when they were inducted. I see them afterwards, and then as time goes on, you see them starting to decay. I don't want to see too many more. I don't want to see one more Earl Campbell. And so let's try to make the game a little bit safer. Safer. And hockey, listen, no more 15-minute concussion insertion. <laughs> now, you know, you get the concussion, then you're inserted back in the game after 15 minutes. No more of that. So we're going to get rid of I had to give that 15 minutes. I needed to give that 15 minutes because it's important to me that I, when I see these guys at first, like when I see people that I just meet, at a Super Bowl, I want to enjoy it. Well, I want the players that played the game, when I see them at the Super Bowl, I want to enjoy them too, and I want them to be able to enjoy me, and I want us to have a good time, and I don't want to have to push them in their wheelchair, and I don't want them to have to push me. So let's make these games a little bit safer and you know, keep them as competitive as they are and may the best team always win, and may we continue to come back. And I tell you what, I got some music, so I'm going to come back too. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I just had a little rant there about the 15-minute concussion rule in hockey that has to go away. So we can all just, yes, just win. We can all win. Everybody can win. Fans, players, everybody. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. I'll be right back after this break. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine-horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. 
This Is It Sports is an engaging talk program that includes you, the experts, and sports, all moderated by Coach Carl Hargrave. We'll talk about what's going on in the general sports world, collegiate and professional, take a look at youth-oriented sports, athletic development and sportsmanship, faith, and where it has its place in sports, along with a lively discussion with Coach Carl every week. Tune in to This Is It Sports with Coach Carl Hargrave every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. CoastToCoastMixTage.com Yeah, we're back. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix Living Like It Matters. And, uh, you know, it, it matters to me. As I said, I had to go on a little rant about concussions in hockey. Not, j- not football. A sport that I know a damn thing, not a damn thing about. I like it. I watch it every now and then. I don't watch, I've never watched a whole game. I've been to one game in my life. Uh, I like it, but I, I don't like that uh, that rule. So, uh, let me move it to something I'm a little bit more comfortable about, and that is the National Football League. Now, uh, it's my understanding that uh, the season schedule is about to be uh, revealed. I think it's going to be revealed today at 7 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, um, according to uh, NFL.com. Um, why 7 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, you know, God only knows. I, I don't know. But, you know, there's a reason for why it's 7 o'clock. So um, the mediation continues. Um, what's interesting about the mediation is, you know, we've had several young men that are current players here on shows on the Voice America Network. On the Sports Channel, you know, there's, there's 20 some odd guys that have their shows. They host their shows here. And I can tell you, you got current players and you got retired players. And we have a little bit of information. We don't have all the information. We're somewhat informed, but for the majority of, of what's going on, we, we're not informed. And so whatever information that we do get, we like to share. I know that one thing I would say from a retired player's perspective, you know, they talked about, they've talked about, you know, the pre-93 guys, which would be myself that retired prior to 93 you know, and increase, uh, increasing their pension like, you know, 60%. You know, for me, one way or the other right now, you know, I don't really care. You know, I want it to be better. But thank God I'm okay right now. You know, I'm not, I'm not rich. Uh, I'm not wealthy. But I'm, I'm doing okay, you know. I ain't in the food line yet. <laughs> but, uh, but the good Lord is taking care of me. But I, I just want to say this. There are some people out there, for you to understand this, you know, sometimes percentages sound real good to some people. And I want you just to understand, there are some people out there that played pro football. That, you know, they were a generation before me, a couple generations before me, but they still made the game. They inspired me to want to play the game. And I, I, I'm sorry, maybe I'm just a little bit out of my mind. And, you know, it's not my ego because it's not me. It's the players that I played against. But I think football in the 80s was as good as it ever was. 
you know, and that's because of not me. Again, remember, it's the great players that I played against, you know, to go up every week, to go up against a, a Marcus Allen, you know, an Eric Dickerson, you know, a Tony Dorsett, you know, a Dan Marino, a Dan Fowles, a John Elway, you know, you know, a quarterback, a quarterback receiver, you know, uh, you know, Jerry Rice, um, uh, Art Monk, uh, you know, then, then on the defensive side, of course, you know, uh, you, you had great guys, you know. So I, I'm just saying, I think the talent was just so good then. But there were people that came generations before us that played. And some of those guys, their pensions right now, and get this when I say this, $200 a month. Not 2000 I didn't take a zero off, but 200 And, yeah, I'm going to continue to, I have this platform. I'm going to continue to ask that somebody stop and think about that. Put yourself in their shoes, $200. Now, you can raise that 60% if you want to. What are you going to give me another $120? Now I'm going to get $320 a month in pension. I used to work at Ford Motor Company in the summertime when I worked at Ohio State, when I played ball at Ohio State. I had a summer job at Ford Motor. Those guys got more than that. I'm, not, and I, I'm, just, I'm just saying you would think that a person who worked, you know, in a car manufacturing company, you know, on an assembly line, you wouldn't think that that person's pension would be better than a person that played in the National Football League. That's the comparison I'm trying to make. But it is. And so I'm just saying, when you hear them say, when it's put out that, hey, they're considering increasing the pension by 60%, those guys should be happy. No, they need to do what they always do. Put a minimum there. Put a minimum there somewhere, you know, I don't know, 1,200, 1,500, you know, 2,000, whatever it is. But don't, not 200. You can't do it with $200, $320. You just you, you just can't do that. So I just wanted to take the time out to say that because, again, the, 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 you know, mediation continues. Um, you really don't know what's going to happen. I think I think at the last hour, something going to happen. It possibly could because going the draft is so important to the NFL and the draft is going to happen. But there's other things that happen surrounding that draft, other moves that need to be made. That the changing of players from one team to another team, and you know you could even trade players during the draft. I'll give you a draft choice. I'll give you a player, you know, and I'll give you some money. You know, all the different combinations. But if players can't be moved, existing players can't be moved. You know, uh, free agents, you know, can't be moved. It's truly going to affect this draft. So in my mind, I say okay. We need to get it done. We need to get it done. And I, and I hope it gets done before. By the way, you know, when that draft comes, it's always important to me. Uh, shout out to Dave Revere. I, di- I didn't get my stogie, man. I know you said you sent it to me, but it didn't arrive yet. I'm still looking for it. But shout out to Dave on that. He sent me that, that stogie, a 30-year anniversary. Uh, and, of course, uh, you know, that draft day for me, I got drafted for my birthday. My birthday is April 27th. The draft is always around there, so it was a great draft present for me. And, and pretty soon there will be some instant millionaires that are going to come up. But I want to touch on one thing about this draft. And I, I guess I'm, I'm just one of those type of people that, you know, 
wow, what am I going to do to contribute to society? How can I help somebody else? Not just myself, but is there something I can do to help other people? I don't want to be that selfish that my whole life was just spent on doing what was best for me. I want to see what I can do to help somebody. How can I make an impact? How can I change? And then also, how can I be remembered? What will my legacy be? And so, you know, I look at the NFL draft coming up. And this year, I know some people feel like this. Some people feel that it's a chance in a lifetime for you to go to New York City and for Roger Goodell to call your name and you walk out on stage and him shake your hand. And you now are going to be a member of the, I don't the New York Jets or the San Francisco 49ers or the Green Bay Packers. And I understand how important that moment is to that individual. But there's some of these young men today that can make a greater impact than they ever can with the person than just walking out on stage and letting Roger shake their hands and give them that cap and take that picture. Because unless it's your team and one of the players that you drafted, and I know sometimes there's some people out there that wish that they didn't call the names and the people didn't get the hats and they didn't take the pictures because that's not who they wanted for their team. Okay, and some players, we all say, uh, you know, we would like to play for whoever drafts us, but come on. Everybody has a favorite football team. Would you like to play for your favorite football team? Of course you would. Would you like to be drafted by your favorite football team? Of course you would. Does that always happen? No. And that's why you're just happy to be playing in the National Football League and you learn to love the team that pays your check. Believe me, you do. But, of course, you would want to play for your favorite team. So that doesn't happen. So, really, the emotions of that day are kind of mixed emotions for some of those guys that walk out on stage. Some guys refuse to walk out on stage because the team that drafts them, they really didn't want to, you know, well, they'll walk out on stage, but they'll throw that hat away right away. I think Eli did that. (laughs) You know, Eli did that. Nah. No, you want to. Oh, no. Here's who I want to play for. Some people have that power. Where am I going with this thing? I'm going with, listen, I think some of those guys who have a chance, who have the power, who have the names that can stay away from the draft to make a better impact, to show the guys before them. Listen, here's what I believe. I believe in the purpose of which you guys believe in, and that is to make things better for all players and to make sacrifices for those who made this possible for me. And so I'm not going to go to the draft. I'll go to New York, but I'm not going to go out there. I, I appreciate what you did for me, and, and this little small gesture I could do is a way of showing you that I appreciate it, that I'm not going to walk out on stage. But, but when I get a chance on, on the field, I'm going to bust my ass, but I'm not going to walk out on stage because I appreciate what you did for me, and I thank you. And this is the only way I can thank you is to not walk out on stage because I'm going to get drafted anyway, and I'm going to kick ass when I get out on the field anyway. I'm not going to walk out there. Those people, when I get drafted, when I, when I you know, run out on the field, are they going to boo me? No, because I'm going to kick butt anyway. You know, think about all those guys that got drafted, you know, back in the day and they went to the USFL. You know, or maybe they didn't get drafted. They just went to the USFL before the draft. US, uh, what the league is, they drafted some of the guys anyway in the latter rounds. So they would have, you know, they'd have control of them and they belong to them, so to speak. Okay. 
But when we got Reggie White in Philadelphia, man, we were happy. When he came from the Memphis Showboats or wherever he came from, we were happy as hell. You know, obviously on draft day, I don't know where Reggie was, but Reggie didn't walk out on any stage. He was probably already playing for the Memphis Showboats. God bless. Shout out to Reggie in heaven. Thank you. Oh, man. Just the greatest person, ball player, defensive end, defensive tackle, whatever you want to call him. Probably could have played safety, strong safety. Reggie White. But, you know, so, so listen, guys. I know everybody say I'm being selfish. Nah, I'm not being selfish. Because I want to try to do, I want to create some kind of legacy. I want to do something where I help th- make things better for people, too. And I participated in two strikes. And think, guess what? Things are better. If we didn't, you know, sacrifice, guys wouldn't be making the kind of money they're making today. They wouldn't have the kind of lifestyles they have today. The game wouldn't be what it is today if we not have made those sacrifices, you know. The last time we walked out in 1987, that was a strike. So now they already locked you out. So they locked you out. They, can't, they won't let you in the locker room. Listen, it's so bad that a player can't even go to a high school football field during the school day and work out. Now that's a shame because that same high school probably wants that kid to come and talk to their football team. But they told a pro football player, you got to get off our football field during school hours. I bet he never goes <laughs> to that school and speaks to those kids. But listen, draft day, big dogs, stay home. Don't do it. Show some respect. We've showed it for you. We sacrificed. I missed some paychecks. I missed some games. I missed some games, which means I probably missed some interceptions, which I missed some tackles, you know, which, you know, I made some sacrifices. You can do it too. Big dogs. Y'all miss some games. Don't miss no games. No, don't miss games. I take that back. Don't miss games. Just don't go to the draft. It'll be some party someplace else. Go down the street. Players Association going to have a party. Go, go, go make that one, you know, the party to be at. Okay, I'll tell you what. This is going to be the party to be at. We're going to come back after this. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, the big dogs. Big dogs, stay home. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. And I'll be right back. flagship station for sports voice america sports football and so much more is the focus of planet gridiron with damian anderson join the former arizona cardinals running back for a show that mixes well a little bit of everything damian brings to the program life experiences playing football and we'll talk about his variety of successes both on and off the field The goal is to provide you with a fun perspective on life, family, success, and of course, football. Tune in to Planet Gridiron with Damian Anderson, Fridays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Sports Channel. 
Listen to Sports Talk at the Positive Pub every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Gil Tyree talks to sports newsmakers, playmakers, and story breakers. You, the hardcore, interactive, and novice fan, can join the show via your phone calls and emails. Sample what's good, right, and positive about the world of sports every week. Begin your week in a positive way with Sports Talk from the Positive Pub. Be here every Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's a tough shot. Got it with 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. You're back. You listen to Rail and Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. Let me get right into a couple things here that are of interest of interest to me. And uh, one of them, uh, in particular, that interests me is the fact that Donovan McNabb is perhaps maybe considering an opportunity to join the Minnesota Vikings. Now, why does that seem interesting to me? Well. I just think this. Let me just say this. I, I think that Donovan uh, going to the Minnesota Vikings um, is not is not a bad thing for him because uh, he'll get – right now they're, they're in a the dome if they get that dome fixed. Uh, got good receivers, young receivers. Uh, has a very good running back. And um, I think he and Leslie Frazier can kind of jail. Now, if it's the same offense um, that they're going to run, uh, that Minnesota was already running, Donovan's very familiar with that offense. Um, Of course, uh, the coach was there as his coordinator until he got the head coaching job at Minnesota. So that's very interesting to me. Now, what's also interesting is I guess in order for this deal to work, there's about $3.5 million that Donovan would have to give back to the Washington Redskins in order to get his release. Now, you know how that works. Now, if, you know, if he gives it back, then the Vikings are going to give it to him. And the Vikings, you know, somehow or another, Donovan, that money will not come out of Donovan's pocket. I think that's not a bad place for Donovan to end up at. In fact, I like that. I, 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 re- I really, really like that for Donovan to finish his career. First of all, you know, it could take the weather as an element of concern for him out the pitcher. And perhaps maybe, you know, and Donovan can throw that long ball. And perhaps maybe, I don't know, that, that sounds very interesting to me. Donovan McNabb in Minnesota. Okay. Uh, something else Something else uh, that we want to talk about here is uh, Kevin Cobb, of course, is uh, according to, you know, Romer staying patient. You know, he hears that he may be traded. Um, but if I'm Andy Reid and I've got him under contract, I just do. I don't. I do not trade him. I don't. I mean, what can you? What do you really need that bad, Andy? What player out there that is that good that you would consider giving up your backup quarterback? Who, because of the way Mike plays, you know, Mike, you might have to call up on him. 
So I would just, you know, that's one thing about the league. They can let you go when they want to, and they can pick you up when they want to. So they, they have the advantage. If there's a player out there they want to get, they can, you know, they can sweeten the pie enough to get that player they want. And when they're done with you, you walk in the huddle, and, I mean, into the locker room that day, and it's like, guess what? Um, uh, you need to go down the hall and see the guy, you know. You know that room down there. Go see him. He got your ticket. Shout out to Jr. Jerry Robinson. Yeah, they used to tease me all the time. Got your ticket. Um, well, shout out to the players in the, in the offseason. I hope that the players uh, have started uh, you know, getting serious about their offseason workouts now because time is of the essence. It's, you know, it's you know, draft time. And, and draft time is now time to come into mini camps and all those things. Now, you won't have them. But here, here's some of the things that we did when we were on strike. And we went on strike during the season. Everybody, st- I stayed in shape. Uh, the majority of guys stayed in shape. You didn't, you didn't come back after, you know, going through training camp and playing about three or four games. You know, you don't get out of shape. You do whatever you can to maintain your physical conditioning. And, and that way you're able to come back and pick up right where you left off at. And thank goodness for us, we were able to. And, of course, we went to the AFC Championship game, although we lost uh, – I, I certainly think the team that stays together in the offseason now in terms of staying together, you don't have to be in the same place. But staying together mentally in terms of these are the things we need to be doing. We need to be in shape physically. We also need to be in shape mentally. There is, this, you know, technology allows now. You got some old game film. You got some stuff. You need to be into your playbooks. You know your plays. I mean, the defenses that you ran last year, the same defenses you're going to run this year. The offense, same thing. Go over them. Recite them. You know, but football does not need to be compromised. If this new deal is going to come back, uh, or this new deal is going to happen, when the teams come back, the product does not, does not and should not be compromised in terms of quality. It should be improved because there are going to be a lot of people who, although it was the offseason, there's still some fans that are angry about this because you got millionaires and billionaires arguing over money that's in our pockets. And you're trying to get it out. And, and so the product has to be superior next year. In the event it's not, there's going to be some, uh, it'll be some, um, I don't know how to put this, but there will be a way you will feel the wrath of the, you know, of the fans that are upset about what you took them through emotionally and then what you took them through monetarily and then the product that you gave them, if it's not superior to what they've been seeing, meaning it should get better every year. It should. Players are getting bigger, stronger, faster. Products should get better every year. Certainly we don't want blowouts. Certainly we don't want drop passes, missed field goals, um, you know, missed tackles. You know, we want to see a great football game. So you got to be, you, you, you just have to be ready to, to do that. And the team that, that stays together in terms of working out, in terms of in the playbook, you know, just ready to play football is going to be a team that, that's going to do it all. Now, you, you got some guys out there. You got, di- you got these different drafts, mock drafts out there. You know, Mel Kuyper's name always comes up, you know, and you, you <laughs> Nobody really knows. I mean, players, we honestly try to tell you, the only person that really knows is that first pick of the draft, and he may start working on his deal 
before the draft actually starts. That's the only person that really knows. Other than that, nobody else really, they don't know. And that's what I, you know, that's one thing. I, I've had a, a couple shows where I've had people on here that are trying to, you know, share that knowledge with everybody else. So the guys that are, you know, prospects who think they're going to pick up an agent, the agent's going to get them drafted, nobody knows. You really, truly do not know until you get that phone call. I remember I got that phone call, you know, and it was uh, Fred Bruni on the line from the Philadelphia Eagles and told me that they were about to draft me. I almost lost my mind. So until you get that phone call, in fact, I got a phone call from the Cincinnati Bengals and told me, well, they want to invite me, they want to invite me to, uh, you know, free agency camp, you know, to come to Cincinnati. I almost hung up on the ass. Draft ain't even over yet. What you calling me for? Making me mad. <laughs> You know, I'm going to do something like that. So I got that call from the Eagles. So listen, you don't know. So, you know, you got, I like that boy out there from LSU, though. You know, Patrick Peterson, I like, big corner. I like him. I like him out there. You know, and, and Patrick could be, he's going to be in the top, he may be the top mm, oh, five. He is in the five. Maybe three. Could be two. But I like him. Patrick ain't going to last too long. I wish Patrick wouldn't go to the draft. He should hang out. Hang out with the fellas, you know. Uh, who else out there that I like? Of course, I, come on, Cam. Come on, you know I like Cam. Uh, uh, that, that wide receiver from Georgia, I do. I like A.J. Green. I, I think the Browns need to get him, too. No doubt about it, Browns need to get him. Um, who else out there that I really like, that I like a lot, you know? Um, Prince, I like that corner from Nebraska. I like him, too. Um, there's a couple cats out there that I like a lot, and I wish they would stay away from the draft. I don't know what they're going to do or not, but, you know, I, I just enjoy the draft. The draft, let me tell you, for all those people who've never been to the draft, and I want to end on this, if you've never been to the draft in your life ever, it's one of those things to put on your bucket list. If you're young, old, you know, intermediate, you know, in your 20s, 30s, wherever you think is middle age, go. Middle age is like 40s, 50s, I don't know. But I'm saying I don't care what age. Go to the damn draft. It is it's off the hook. It's it's just so much fun. You you meet people that just they're football crazy. You sitting there, you waiting. Next thing you know, you know what you thought was minutes actually was hours. It went by so fast. You thought it was a couple minutes. It was a couple hours. The draft is just fun when you're there. It's much more fun when you're there than when you're you know someplace else. But the draft, I'm gonna talk about it more next week because that is actually draft week is next week. But Listen, man, let me let you go because I got to go. They played that music. They put it in my ear. So I got to go. Listen, you listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters, and you should start doing the very same thing. So I'll see you next time, which will be the best time. Everybody run back to your fantasy now. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.